<clears throat> Hello everyone. I'm here because we have an EG Live with Melissa Prieto about reading for females. And right now I, we are a little bit early because we want to check audio, video and everything. Hello, Elia, Chatu, Chaitu Patel and everyone who is joining. Just give us a couple of minutes, okay? We will check that everything is working fine. Hello, Melissa, you're there. Hello. Thank you, Jude. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How about you? How's it going? Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm fine. I'm very, very fine. Glad very to hear that. Can you hear me? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Sound and clear. All good. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Perfect. Great. And loud and clear. Thank you, Sonic. Perfect. And hi to all the people that are joining right now. We. We will wait till 12, right? That's the... Yeah, just the a couple of minutes. We can just say hi to everyone and, uh, oh, thank you. That, that's a cool piece of art, right? Thanks, appreciate it. Hey, Dave, thank you, everyone. So we're happy to be here. I don't know, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself first and then I'll go until we wait five minutes. Sure, of course. So next say El Profesor, yeah. Everyone tell, say, I look like El Profesor of the... El Profesor. Yeah. <gasps> that TV show, I don't remember. <laughs> the Spain one. Okay, yeah, thank you. He's handsome, like me. Okay, I will start. My name is Lucas, Lucas Osorio. I'm from Colombia. And with Melissa, uh, I am Master Instructor. And I'm focused more in the mindfulness. I Mindfulness a guide. And I work with functional movement as well, and um, with body posture. That's my three angles. And right now, I'm making an investigation with traditional plants like ayahuasca, mm. mixing it with woodwork. So I work with people that want to, to learn how to practice meditation, but I work with people um, that want to improve anxiety, panic disorders, phobias, and of course with, with athletes as well. I have been working with the Oxygen Advantage for four years, I think, Quite and I was, yeah, with my father, we were the, the first two certified instructors in Colombia. And we don't have too many people in Latin America, so I'm very happy sure. to have you here because we are a small group, but we are growing, right? And yeah, yeah, very fast. Yeah, that, of course. Right? I, I work with the, I'm the marketing director of the Oxygen Advantage as well. So I'm working closely with Patrick and very passionate about all this to bring breeding to as many people as we can. So, and what about you? Our beautiful right, Melissa. So, yeah, my turn. So I'm Melissa Prieto. I'm also Colombian as well. I'm based in Mexico currently, and I'm an Oxygen Advantage Master Instructor, and I'm a Sports Performance Specialist. 
I work with a lot of high-level athletes, uh, especially combat sports such as MMA. And yeah, that's, that's kind of it. That's a short and brief um, thing about what I do on a daily basis. But yeah, I've been with Oxygen Advantage for over um, two years now. So I'm happy to be part of this group and just to bring a little bit of knowledge to everyone. I'm excited about today's topic, which is a broad and a little bit complicated topic. It is. And it's pretty new for us, actually, because Patrick released his new book, The Breeding, the Breeding Cure, and he adds all this feminine breeding, in the, put it in the table for all master instructors. And it's kind of new for us, because I think anyone has looked at the breeding for, for females so deeply, as Patrick has, is, is doing it right now. And we want to include that in the Oxygen Advantage and create awareness for women and for men as well that yeah. you get you different. And that's very important to have, have that in mind. As you said, it's important also that males and men know how to handle this as well because there's a lot of coaches, male coaches, that are working with female athletes as well. So it's really important to have that piece of knowledge in order to implement into your programming. Yeah, because, I mean, that happened to me in all my years teaching people that you teach breath work or meditation, uh, everyone the same, men and women. Mm. And new knowledge is like, wow, I have a group, a group of, of girls this, this last week, mm -hmm. and I started asking them, do you have migraines? And yeah, sometimes you have headaches. And they become worse before the period. And she said, yeah, that happened to me. So it's like you, you change during your cycle. And these changes make the whole difference in your life and in your performance and how you, um, I don't know, you, you, you can address these kind of things uh, using breathing. And that's pretty interesting because it's, it's something you can you can you can put in practice right away and have changes in the way you experience your cycles, right, as a woman. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially, as you said, women are totally different. We are different because we go through different changes hormonally uh, speaking throughout the cycle. So that impacts how you breathe, how you train, how you feel, how you perform overall. So it's really important to have that knowledge and to just to know how the cycle works, you know, along the days, how it changes, how hormone fluctuates and changes along the way. So you can start implementing a little bit of breath work and also your nutrition plays a big role as well during those days and what type of physical activity you are doing during your period or different stages of that whole period of time. That's important what you say. I mean, breathing is very important for our life, mm -hmm. but that doesn't fix everything. Yeah. No. I mean, you, you have to have, you need a good diet. Mm -hmm. You need to uh, make a um, physical exercise and have a healthy life. And of course, if you include breathing in all your healthier habits, you will have a better, better life in general. And for women that have 
Ipnesfall syndrome or migraines or fibromyalgia, they need a, a good, healthy lifestyle, including breath work on it. So that's very important to say. Yeah, it's just a small part of the whole puzzle and the whole picture as everything, whether it's for performance, whether it's just for a healthier life, um, you got to be careful in terms of having a well-rounded um, program in terms of nutrition, sleep, recovery, breath work, um, stress in your life. So there's a lot of components that surround your health and your status in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of overall performance. So whether you're a female or male, you got to be careful with all of those components, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And Fer Gomez Prieto say, Melissa, very beautiful. Oh, so. love you. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, mama. <laughs> Um, okay. So I think it's really important for us to touch base on what is a cycle and the phases of the cycle, you know, because if we understand those phases, we are going to be able to implement training and breath work the proper way. If that's exactly. good. Yeah, that's the best um, place to start. So okay. you want to take that part? Of course, you want me to address that? I'll go. Please. Okay. Please. So a cycle is um, a period around of 28 days. It can go beyond a little bit further between 31 and 35 days. Every female is a little bit different depending on your status of health and if, if you have taken contraceptives or if you have any hormonal issues. But it goes around 28 days-ish. And there's a little bit of a difference between three phases that we have during that period. We have the follicular phase, which is day one of your period, until ovulation, which is day 14 or so, right? So that's when estrogen starts to rise a little bit. That is a good time for you to start um, training a little bit of higher intensity and you can implement a little bit of breath hold and a little bit of stimulation of high altitude in terms of breath work. That's a good time because you tolerate that threshold during that time of that phase. Then we have the ovulation phase, which is around 14, around the day 14. It can vary. It also depends on every woman, but estrogen levels start to peak on that day. You can still work in on high intensity, strength training, a little bit of breath holes as well, depending on your background with breath work as well, and um, your level in terms of breath work, or you know, if you have done a little bit of holds or stronger breath holes, then you can tolerate differently. So it depends on your level, where you at. You can still do in high intensity training as well, and a little bit of running. And then we have the last phase, which is luteal phase. That's the time, let's say 10 to 16 days before you bleed, before menstruation starts. So that period is a little bit tricky because progesterone starts to raise, right? So we know that progesterone impairs a little bit the tolerance of CO2 in your body. 
So it's normal for you to feel tired, a little bit sluggish, uh, with not much energy. So you got to be careful in terms of training, what type of training you're doing. So I advise you to keep on something light, light movement. You can do yoga. You can um, do light breathing, slow and deep breathing as well. Not much of a breath hold or a stimulation of high altitude. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you cannot tolerate that because you're going to have less tolerance to CO2 around that time. So you got to be careful in terms of what you choose in training, physical training, as well as breath work. And even nutrition. Nutrition around that time plays a big role. You can start choosing foods that helps to produce progesterone during that time. That can be sweet potatoes, that can be papaya, potatoes. Those type of foods help you to build progesterone and you're gonna feel way better in terms of energy and uh, performance. That's very helpful. Uh, regarding, regarding diets, just a thought. Uh, I have uh, experience with my clients and with myself that sugar, I mean, refinates sugar is very bad for the bolt score. Yeah. So maybe you, you want to find these energy uh, sources in complex car carbohydrates and these kind right. of things. And no, not too many sugar or, um, yeah, I mean, bad food, junk food. Yeah, just not processed food, something that is natural, that comes from the soil, that it's probably organic, and that helps you to build hormone stability. It's a complement of everything, as we said. Um, it's just one piece of the puzzle. But if you have very uh, a clear mind in terms of, okay, I know in which phase I'm at. I know what can what can I do in terms of training, breath work, and nutrition as well. Especially if you're a coach or a breath work um, coach, you can help your female athlete to implement certain exercise to help with, like you said, migraines, um, cramps, stress, pain in your body. There's a lot of things that we can implement depending on the phase that you are, that you are at. Yeah, and the, I think the most important thing is some people think about breath work, a, a way to breathe in different um, stages of life or the cycle. But yeah, that part is important. What to do and not to do in each part of the cycle, but how you prepare yourself. I mean, I always say my people, uh, my, my students, it's not how you breathe while you do certain things. It's how is your breathing? It is functional or is, or is dysfunctional? If you have a good pulse score, and of course, in the luteal phase and some parts of the cycle, your pulse score will Drop. go down. Drop. But if you have a good pulse score, like 35 seconds, 30 seconds, and you both score in some parts of the cycle, go to 25, it's, I mean, it's better that if you have a both score of 17 and it drops to 10, right, you will feel uh, worse. So improve your both score in your overall life and all these fluctuations uh, will feel less um, overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The pain. Yeah. The moody, the, all these kind of things will be less if you have a good and functional breathing. And that's very important. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that's when it comes uh, training within follicular phase and ovulation. Those times you can take advantage of training and breath holds to improve your bolt score. So whenever the luteal phase comes in, your body way more prepared in terms of breath work and toleration of CO2, whether you're training really hard or you're doing a little bit of breath work during that phase. We know that CO2 drops around 25% during the luteal phase. So it's quite an important and quite a big um, quantity in, term, in terms of, you know, drop of CO2 tolerance. So have that in mind. I would never advise a female athlete to take your bolt score or MBT score around that time because I know it's not going to be a real data and inside of that score, right? And you don't, you don't want a negative feedback. Exactly. If you are, uh, because I, I think I, you work with athletes and a competition can come in any time of your cycle. So you have to play with your body, but your mind as well. So that thing you that that part you say is very important. Don't take the ball score and maximum breathlessness test as a competition. It's just data for you to understand how your body's working. But that part is, is very, very important. Don't yeah. you don't get feedback before a competition or you will uh, give a presentation in the university, I mean. Mm -hmm. So that can generate some anxiety. And in these parts of the cycle, you can be uh, very susceptible to these uh, mind stages. Changes. Yeah, I agree. And I think, as you said, you got to play with certain variables to play with you, not against you. So you can either work on nutrition uh, to improve iron because we know a lot of female athletes have iron deficiency because of course we bleed we lose iron through blood and you gotta uh, take care of that as well and support it with nutrition uh, during the first phases and before your period so whenever it comes and if you have a competition coming up you're not depleted nutritionally and you're not gonna feel as bad as um, if you were not supplementing in those areas as well. Good, that's very, very good. And well, I don't know, do you want us to cover questions at the end of the conversation? Or why we people can, draw? We can cover as they come up and if there's a lot of more questions, we can start covering. I know there's a couple of questions there. I don't want them to pass them, so. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And um, Alvarez Angus, how much is too much hold your breath? At this time, four minutes is my maximum. Okay, um, can you tell us how are you doing your breath holds? They are with full lungs or um, uh, after the exhalation? Because that changes your breath hold time. Mm. Our, our, that's very important. In the oxygen advantage, we always do our breath holds after the exhalation because mm -hmm. the hypercarbonic response and adaptations in the body are different than if you do it with, uh, after the inhale. So we have to, we have to know that. And a, a normal person can uh, hold the breath for four to six minutes before 
uh, passed out, but not everyone go that far, <laughs> right? So, I mean, the record of apnea in surface is 24 minutes. So, of course, you can achieve very good breath hold time, but you need a training for that. But it's not something that we focus on in the oxygen advantage, like having very, very long breath holds. I mean, we have at least 30 seconds for generate adaptations. But after the exhalation, you can achieve very good breath holds. What do you think about this? Yeah, he said after exhalation, Wim Hof method. And well, just to make a disclaimer here, it's quite different. The methodology, it's different. And as you said, um, I think Oxygen Advantage focuses on three pillars of breathing in order for you to have a well-rounded uh, breathing pattern, whether it's biomechanically, biochemistry, and the pace of breathing. So that's what Oxygen Advantage is focused on. So that, that's the difference, I would say. And as you said, you can achieve that. Um, and everyone has a different goal. Whether you're training for, do you know, if you're a professional admirer, uh, athlete, well, that's something that you need to focus on. But there's a lot, a wide variety of goals and objectives when it comes to breath work. People do it, might do it for health purposes, and other people might do it for performance purposes. That's different. And, and something important, because a lot of people is doing Wim Hof. And I think Wim Hof, it's a technique. You use it very specifically. Mm -hmm. The oxygen advantage is a system. Yeah. We have a lot of exercises that can be, um, you can use it for different kinds of goals you want to achieve, as you say. If you want it for health, performance, or anything you want, and you can mix the exercises in a way that fits to your specific needs. So oh, it's different. And the oxygen advantage keep, keep you the fundamentals, the functional breathing fundamentals to go and explore other techniques like breath work, any kind of breath work, or uh, I don't know, rebirthing, wing hop, all this kind of stuff. But first, for me, it's important to have a very good functional breathing. So, yeah, correct. Let's continue. What's the best way to slowly build up your power breath holds? Well, it depends. It depends. Let me tell you why. Most of the times the answer is it depends. It depends on many factors around you, around the athlete, or whomever you're working with. First, you got to measure your bolt score in MBT to at least know where you're at. From that, you can start building up and say, okay, from those scores, I, I know that I can push until this level. And from that, you start building up. Whether you have a low, low bolt score or higher, it's going to depend. Because people with higher bolt scores, they're going to tolerate more CO2, uh, stronger breath holds, and different type of stimulation. So if you have a lower bolt score, you're going to keep it on the lower level side, let's say, or the lower spectrum, where you need to work on low, deep breathing, you know, and different uh, breathing patterns, let's say, or focus on the pace of breathing. 
probably you're breathing a lot of volume of air. You need to focus on that. Or probably you're not uh, breathing from your diaphragm. You're breathing vertical breathing or paradoxical, paradoxical breathing. So those are the things that you need to focus on. But first, have your scores and see how you breathe on a daily basis to see what you need to start um, improving or making adjustments to your breathing patterns. Don't make much of adjustments at one time. Try to keep it one at a time and work on that because I know it can be a little bit overwhelming and exciting at the same time where you want to do a lot of breath holds, a stimulation of high altitude, work with the mask. Hold on. You need to start working one thing at a time. Yeah. Answers your, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, time is not, I mean, it's good to have a good breath hold time, but that's not the goal. The goal is to feel better, to feel happier, right? And it's not like a competition. And I always say my, my students, when they have a low ball score, first, let's focus on achieve a, a ball score around 20 seconds. After that, let's, we can start focus in the breath hold time. But let's build that fundament first. That's, that's very important. And after that, we can start working very stronger. But let's go slow. Let's go slow. Okay? That's, that's important to, to, to say. And... There's always exception to the rule, I like to say, because I speak from my own experience working with pro MMA fighters. Uh, these guys can push hard, but a lot of them have low ball scores, but they do tolerate CO2. So it depends who you're working with, and there's a lot of variables that come into play. So test, assess, and monitor just to see how that person is going along the way. Yeah, some athletes get bored if they don't feel you are pushing them. Yeah. And that happened to me. But I work with a, a lot of people that doesn't want to achieve something extraordinary. They just want to feel better. Mm -hmm. But so I have to tell them slow. But with athletes, as you say, you have to give them a little bit of something something a little bit of a challenge they love it especially love it. combat sports let me tell you about that so there's yeah. a question that i think you're going to be able to answer it says um i trust you for reading yeah okay that's a very good question and i love that question because it's not one on another reading a, a functional breeding bring you to a good posture and good posture helps to functional breathing. So they work together. I mean, Honey. you can just improving your posture if you are not working with your breathing because diaphragm is a very important for spinal stabilization and functional movement. And a lot of people think about posture and core strength just in the abs. Everyone have the chocolate, right? But, Ay, la <laughs> but that's not your core. I that's mean, your core, your core is more complicated than that. I mean, your diaphragm is the roof. Your pelvic floor is the, the floor of your core. You have your back, your psoas, 
your intercostal. I mean, it's a very complex, uh, um, you know, that stabilizes all your body. And breathing gives you a stabilization from inside out. You can have a person with a very nice, beautiful abs, but lumbar pain. Mm -hmm. Why that? If they have these muscles very visible, it's because they don't have functional breathing and the diaphragm is not strong enough, doesn't, doesn't move properly, and doesn't create this um, in, um, intra-abdominal pressure you need to stabilize, to, to bring um, stabilization of the spine. So it's not one or another. You have to work both. both and I and posture is very important so i always explain the posture first but immediately i go in a, a work with breathe work exercises that give you um diaphragm strength so i think that's my answer i hope that answered your question idea so sir i don't know sir or sir's graceling Ideal bulk score for women versus men. That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. As, I don't know if you have another answer, but, but I think for now, is the same. I mean, 25 seconds of bulk score is functional. Yeah, at least. At least. I would at say least. that's the lower spectrum of it or lower level. And then from that, if you start working through 30, 35, and 40, then you're doing amazing. In, in that sense, in terms of score, I, I wouldn't say there's much difference whether men should have this score and women that should have this score. No. Whereas there's a difference is in the period, hormonal fluctuations, and how that female is going to tolerate CO2 or certain intensities and volume of trainer of training, whether it's physical training or breath work training. That's the huge difference. But I wouldn't say there's a big difference whether a female should have this score and a male should have this other score. Do you think maybe that for me, for woman in the follicular phase, Mm -hmm. When you don't have all these fluctuations, maybe that's your ball score. But when your cycle becomes tricky, that's a fluctuation. So maybe you want to have at least a 25 seconds ball score in your follicular phase. So the fluctuations are, are not that. It doesn't drop that much. Exactly. So yeah, I, can, I, I agree. It, it makes sense because. I would say during the follicular phase of, of that period, that is going to be like the realist score that you're going to have. After that, during the luteal phase, it's going to change, it's going to drop around 20, 25%. So that is not going to be real data. So I think it's good for you to work up to 25 seconds during that follicular phase. So when it comes at luteal phase, it doesn't drop that much. And exactly. you don't feel much of an impact in terms of fatigue, lack of air, lack of oxygen, oxygen in your muscles, and a lot of 
things that come into play and affect how you feel during those days. Exactly. And uh, we have to bear in mind that there is a lot of conditions around the, the menstrual cycle, like fibromyalgia. Is a lot of people with fibromyalgia, it's a very tricky word. A woman, the most Yeah, it's tricky. And some women, a lot of women that have diagnosis of fibromyalgia, they are in the luteal phase. And after that phase, they don't have. Yeah. So, and that has been shown in studies that women that work with breath work, they can diminish the pain of the fibromyalgia. Of course, breathing doesn't, is not the cause of the fibromyalgia, but plays a very important role in pain perception. So if you work with that, you can diminish these um, conditions. Premenstrual syndrome as well, that some women cannot uh, have a normal life those days. Those days. Yeah. And, and you can manage that through breath work. So that's very important to have because some some woman thinks that this is something they they have to learn how to live with. Mm. I think it's that's, normal. Exactly, but if you improve these small things like your ball score, you work with your breathing. Of course, you will have premenstrual syndrome, but won't be that hard. And you can have a better life and have your normal life going even if you feel if you are in this part of your cycle and go to work and do physical exercise to have a regular life and exactly exactly and that's very important to say so now that we have all the science and research around how breeding for females is different you have new tools to work new tools to improve your life and new tools to to be more happy right that's what we, one of us want be happier live longer i just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people that i really love that are part of my life at work and my daily life dave he's a such an amazing lawyer sports lawyer he works with one of my fighters and Julian, Julian Parra, thank you for joining in and for a lot of people that are uh, tuning in and asking questions. I appreciate you all. And yeah, just jumping back to what you said, Lucas, um, and I want to make a disclaimer on all of this because this is a broad topic and it's a complex one. So of course, we're not going to cover all the details and the nitty gritty details during this life because it's hard, you know, it's a very complex subject. Um, it entails a lot of hormonal um, things, a lot of uh, changes around the cycle. And there's a lot of variables as well, whether you're taking oral contraceptives, if you had had um, problems with your period before, or you're taking medications, or you're having issues with your thyroid as well. So there's a lot of things around this, this topic. So I just wanna make it clear that we're not gonna cover all the details and please, if you're having any other issues, 
go to your doctor, talk through it, and just to see where we can fit in as a tool to help you alleviate certain, uh, you know, symptoms. I just wanted to say that for you guys. Yeah, very important. Always work with your doctor and find a professional, uh, a breathing expert to help you and support the process. This is not the cure for this, but it's mm -hmm. important tool you can use. Okay, I think we can go for another question and we can yeah. uh, leave this conversation for today. And maybe awesome. if you want that, we can make a second part of Love reading for free. Yeah, if you want, of course. If you want it, please let us know in the comments if you want an, a second part. Or send us your questions so we can cover it next time. Cool, cool. Okay, GL380, after, after you find the Chaco and you learn to breathe deep and use your diaphragm and slow down your breathing, what's the next exercise? I do 20 minutes of slow, relaxed, light breathing a day. What's next? Good question. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it, it, please, be my guest. Okay, so um, I will start incorporating a little bit of breath holes, small breath holes, and just to see how you respond to that. Whether you're uh, doing physical activity, you can start doing that during your warm up of movement prep and start a little bit of, you know, here and there every minute. So if you do a warm up of let's say 10 or 15 minutes, you can start doing that every other minute. A little bit of restriction could be five to seven seconds. So it depends on your bolt score again and how well you tolerate CO2 and how's your breathing pattern. That, that's very important to have in mind. If you feel good with it, then you can start incorporating that um, whether on sprints, if you like to run, you can do that during your running practice. Uh, long breath holds, you can do six to eight rounds of breath holds and just work from there. I would start with that, just to be honest. That's very good. And bear in mind that Buteco is very focused on the biochemical um, aspect. Pillar, aspect, yeah. And you can expand the, the approach of your breathing. The oxygen advantage have very mind the three the three dimensions of breathing. Biomechanical, that's very important, and psychophysiological, how your breathing impacts your nervous system. So now you have the buteco, the biochemical part, that's very important. But you can start working with the other ones. So you have a more complete um, a workout or breathe work um, method that can address all these dimensions. So uh, start focus on how is your diaphragm working? If, if you breathe into your chest or your belly, because Buteco doesn't take a look deeply on that. On that. But the other do it. Mm -hmm. So you have to expand it. Of course, working with CO2 is very, very important because just if you have a good ball score, uh, almost all, uh, almost all the times the diaphragm starts to work better because you relax and release this part of the body, the, the belly, the belly. So that's important, but you, you can go further with the oxygen advantage as well. Yeah, and just to compliment on that, um, focus on three pillars of breathing. As I said, um, when we started this live, it's biochemical, 
of biochemistry and the pace of breathing. That way you have a well-rounded program in terms of breath work. Don't just focus on one aspect of it because you're gonna lack of two other pillars that are very important. And as you said, Lucas, I like that um, oxygen advantage is a system and a system is always or has always been flexible enough to change along the way. So it's mm -hmm. not something that is fixed. It's not just a method, but it's a system that can be flexible for anyone and you can adjust it as you need it. So I love that. And I just wanted to mention that before we go. That's, that's great. Okay, guys, thank All you right. so much. Jill, uh, Sears, Grace, Lynn, and everybody that has been here. We have maybe a last question. We'll love a video about the psychophysiological effects of reading. I am therapist and we'll love more info about how we'll introduce to people whose nervous system is. That's very good. We can do something for that. Maybe Melissa. Just so we can cover most of those topics again. And again, thank you everyone for your time and for tuning in. This is this has been such a fun time. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you, Melissa. Have a great day. And Gracias. Colombia. Gracias Ciao. a todos. Ciao. Love you all. Keep reading, guys. Bye bye. Bye.